Attention golfers, if you're looking to upgrade your game with a set of high-quality clubs that are blazing fast, beyond forgiving, and beautifully made, check out the all-new PXG Gen 6 Golf Clubs. Not only are they easy to hit, they deliver outstanding distance and incredible accuracy, lowering your scores and bringing you more fun on the golf course. What more could you want? Schedule your Gen 6 fitting today at pxg.com or by calling 844-PLAY-PXG. We're back. Stripe Show Podcast on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for tuning in. Big week ahead. BMW Championship second leg of the FedEx playoffs. The FedEx playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. playoffs. Week two. Heading up to Chicago. Our man, Key Stewart, he is live. Coming to us from Olympia Fields. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is to you, sir. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and uh, this is some special place. Let me tell you something. The tower stands tall, and that flag was waving this morning when I walked in, and I knew this was going to be a major venue. And uh, mm. whew, man, oh man, golf course looks prime. Yeah, for some, car- for some carnage. You're th- okay, so you're thinking major championship uh, type of venue this week? I mean, we were there back in 2020. And uh, John Rahm won. He only only shot four under. Him and DJ, of course, uh, were at the four under mark. And keep in mind, then it went to uh, Caves Valley, right? In uh, 2021, that's where Cantlay won. And then Wilmington last year, Cantlay won again. And now we're back to Olympia Fields. Everybody's trying to, you know, kind of do the math here and and remember what was that course like? Who's it going to favor? This and that. And you're telling us out of the gate here, you're just dropping the bomb saying this is a this major championship golf course this week. Well, I'm going to say it's going to be more like a 2023 major championship golf course than what you think of. You know, when we went back to the U.S. Open show, you were like, man, I want to see this be harder. Right. And it wasn't. Um, I don't I think it's going to fall more in that range of like that, you know, seven to ten under type of eight to eight to eleven under par type contest where it's going to be tough. You're going to have to scramble. But uh, it was really baked out in 2020. I mean, it was like beyond baked out. And right now the golf course is just like right where they want it. It's perfect. Um, It will dry out over time, but they had to water that golf course on the weekend. So the guys could hold greens and and we're not there. They've gotten some rain out here. And I I just think the golf course just looks absolutely awesome. And, um, you know, I'm not going to do any uh, drop the ball in the rough type videos, but um, (laughs) if the uh, social media freaks were out here, they'd be doing, they'd be dropping balls everywhere. It's thick. And uh, it's it's set up nice, man. I'm 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 psyched for this week. Top fifty are here, and a uh, lot to play for. You get to the top thirty, you play in all the majors next year. So that's right, that's right. We're gonna eliminate twenty guys uh, after this week, so a lot to play for. Top fifty, uh, we'll go down to top thirty. Everybody's playing for second place apparently because Lucas Glover is just gonna go ahead and run the table. It sounds like, and you, we were talking about it last week, and you asked me the question, I think, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you can not be on him you know i mean i think it's okay to continue to be on lucas glover at this point i mean the guy is is basically it's a brand new chapter it is in his life uh with his with his putting and what's going on there and it's refreshing and it's all of a sudden he's like yeah it's time to make up for lost time i'm one of the best ball strikers in the world i'm putting with more confidence than anybody right now including scotty shuffler bring it scotty uh and so yeah, I think you had to kind of continue to stay on him um, last week. 
Why not? Why not? Let's, I mean, just go ahead and make it the, uh, the trifecta this week. Don't you think? Well, it's, you know, like all the Ryder cup talk, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. All right. Let's not, let's not anoint him. You know, the guy didn't play in one major all year. So I know it's a nice stretch and it's a great yeah. time to show up, you know, $3.6 million last week. Um, you know, the guy can buy some talc then because he's probably going to need it. But, uh, you know, man, it was hot in Memphis, wasn't it? The, um, <laughs> but overall, I mean, you know, like he's, he's doing the things you need to do on these golf courses. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I beat a dead horse last week with the par 70 scoring and it's going to happen again this week. You look at this golf course. When we were here in 2020, the two easiest holes were holes number one and two. Now, number one's like a 630 yard par five and two is this nice little dog leg par four. But after that, the next 16 holes, you know, buckle up, you know, because it's like it's Mm -hmm. I mean, this place I was walking it this morning and I'm just like, man, oh, man. Now, I've got some ideas of who it fits and it really fits certain people. Um and those other these guys that I'm thinking of are performing well right now. But overall, you've got to be able to drive the golf ball here off the tee. And I think if you're a Jordan Spieth type guy with a short game, mm-hmm. you can you can get because the greens are they're they're a good size here, like 5,200 square feet. So mm. you know, like if you miss a green or something, you've got some room to if you don't short side yourself to get up and down. The putting, you know, in 2020, guys were pretty much you know, able to get the ball around the hole. It wasn't a huge three-putt golf course. Um, so I, I feel like if you get the ball in, in play and, and with some power, obviously that favors the big guys at the top. But yep. uh, I think that's a huge concern. And much like last week, and I wrote about this a bunch and read the line, this is a faders golf course, hmm. right? So I'm walking out there and, and I go hole after hole. And I'm like, oh, man, if I faded the ball, I would love this hole. Oh, I would. I would love this hole. Oh man, this just suits my eye. You just, you could just see, you could just see yourself just keep peeling the ball left to right, left to right. Now go back to who were the guys in the playoff in 2020? DJ. DJ. Yeah. Yeah. The only time DJ hits it right to left is if he hits a tree, (laughs) you know, and it caroms that way. And Rom's the same way. In fact, Rom was in the press room earlier. Here's a hot take for you. Okay. Rom was in the press room earlier and he said that weekend, he, well, he started out, he was struggling. Remember, he shot like 75 in the first round. He shot one over in the second round, and then he went and won that weekend. He shot like 10 over on the 10 under on the weekend or whatever it was. And he said over the weekend, he didn't play one draw. Wow. Not one. The whole time. He said, the draw wasn't working. I gave up on it. And uh, he goes, I'll just give you a little insight. He goes, I played a fade with every approach shot and every tee shot for the rest of the, you know, over the weekend, he said it was my one of my greatest 36-hole stretches of golf ever on a very difficult golf course. So yeah. that being said, now a lot of the great players right now are the elite players in that top part of the conversation. They all tend to fade the ball off the tee, but, man, that, that to me is very telling. And just walking the golf course one shot after another after another, even if you're tucking left pins on approach, you're still not going to go over there. And, you know, these guys, man – yeah, no, that's that's good insight. That's good insight. Uh, left to right, off the tee. Certainly, when they oh, yeah. were here in 2020, um, you can see those guys. Uh, to your point, Rom and DJ right there at minus four. Now you're right outside of uh, Chicago. I couldn't figure out how to make this work um, when I was uh, plugging this in. But look at, can you hear that? You hear that? Oh yeah. 
want I want to get you fired up before we make some picks. I'm taking you to a Chicago band right now. Who is this? Oh, come on. Smashing Pumpkins. They're touring right now. They were just up in uh, my neck of the woods, the Pacific Northwest. Really? Yeah. Didn't they lose somebody along the way? Heroin or something? I, mean, I can't confirm that, but... Okay. Here we go. <laughs> All right, you ready, ready, then? We're ready. All right, All right I'm, whoa, I'm whoa, fired whoa. up, then. Whoa, I got disarm on... Hear it? For... Oh, okay. there you go. All right, here we go. Yeah. First click. All right. First click. Let's get after it. Let's get uh, after it. Here we I'm, go. I'm, BMW. Yep. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit you with something hot. Okay. Like a okay. couple weeks ago, when you were like, when you went after Alex Smalley, right? All right. You were <laughs> yeah. like, well, I'm going middle of the board. I'm gonna mix it up. I'm mixing up on you. First click this week. Okay. Now that I've seen the golf course, now that I've studied the the lay of the land. Everything involved. I uh, talk me out of Max Homa. Okay. Just talk me out of it. All right. Well, uh, left yeah, or right he, fader. Yep. All right. I mean, I you know it's funny. I I write down questions for you, and as I look down the board by that name, do you like Max Homa here? And that was one of three out of fifty that I'm was genuinely interested. I'm always interested in every person, but I, I try to like okay. I try to get inside your mind, and I right there by Homa, do you like him here? He was 10th at the Open Championship. He was 6th at St. Jude. He likes to work at left to right. He's got he's sneaky long off the tee. All right. It's not a major championship. I'll go with you. So he, you know, very well could have a chance to finish uh, up there and be on the first page. All right. So let's get into this. Uh, top of the board. Well, you know, there's Rory. And we know he doesn't like to work it left or right. So you're telling me Rory has no chance uh, to win here. But yet, when I look at Rory and I take a little deeper dive at Rory, Rory right now, I mean, he's always, it seems like, playing great golf. But last eight tournaments, I mean, he hasn't finished outside the top ten. Um, his putter, I don't think he's getting enough credit for his putter as of late. We see Rory miss some little ones or this or that, and it's he's, ah, Rory can't putt. Hold on. I mean, he's he's not putting that bad. His driver is elite right now. His irons looking great. It's just situational with Rory. It's a little bit of here. It's a little bit of there. We kick one down the road. We lose one here. But you're telling me Rory has no chance working it right to left. Well, <laughs> what he's doing with the what he's doing with the driver right now, he could win anywhere. But my problem with Rory is the closer he gets to the hole, the further he gets away from winning. And, you know, it's a similar problem with Scheffler. I mean, yep. why those two guys don't go see Lucas Glover and his putter maker? I don't know. Well, you know, Lucas should be giving them a putting lesson right now on the putting green. That's obvious. Yeah. I mean, how about I that? Mean, Lucas Glover's the putting machine right now. Doesn't yeah. even sound right. He, but Scheffler's he, too. Real quick, let's let's bring Scheffler into the conversation because he's he's you know you got Rory at seven hundred and Scheffler at seven fifty. Okay. Um, I've been, you know, I I was talking with some people on site last week that are close to the situation with Scotty Scheffler, okay. and I think the reality of the situation right now with Scheffler is is he is too stubborn 
to have someone else look at his putting. I can see with my own eyes, and so can others on site, that the ball's coming out of the heel of the putter. Okay, there's, there's something not right. This has been going on way too long, way too long. Um, you, look at the, you look at this field, of course, the last 24 rounds coming in. There's 50 guys here. Where do you think Shuffler ranks in putting out of those 50? He's 48th. It's hard to believe there's two others that are worse than him, and that's Tom Kim and Tony Finau. Yikes. But <laughs> those two are not the those two are not the best in the world by a landslide wait for it wait for it great great rendition from smashing pumpkins but anyway they're not even close to scotty you know t to green it's just scotty needs someone another set of eyes in on the team right now he does like he needs help with his putting and I'm not saying he has to make wholesale changes or this and that, but something has to at least look, feel, sound different than what he's been doing. This is insanity at this point. Um, and I, I just, you know, I have all the I have all the respect in the world for Teddy Scott, his caddy, all the respect in the world for Randy Smith, his 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 longtime coach. Um, but there's got to be someone else in there that's saying, look, let's here's kind of what's happening. Here's what I think. And Scotty's got to have some open ears because he is – it's hard to have this kind of critique on someone who is so great, Tita Green, yeah. right? But it's its like, I don't know, man. If this guy could putt at all, he would be blowing the field away. Like every single week he's that good, but his putting is equally that bad. So anyway, that's my intervention it's time for someone to look at it. Maybe it doesn't happen right now. Maybe it's post Ryder Cup. I don't know, but there's got to be another set of eyes. Anyway, I'm not betting Shuffler. And uh, I was kind of leaning maybe Rory at the top of the board, but now you got me thinking right to left, left to right. I don't know, but I think Rory's putting, he's putting better than what people are giving him credit for. Here's the thing. When Rom won here in 2020, he gained just under four strokes with the putter. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was something that separated him over the course of 72 holes. Right. If you look at the top five, the top 10 guys from that one edition, okay, that one moment in time, um, you know, they gained over uh, the top 10 on average gained over two and a half strokes with the putter. Do you live in a world currently where you see either of those two guys gaining two and a half strokes with the putter? Yeah, it's true. It's a good point. Right yep. now, I, I get, I get. These are averages, and you can you can bend statistics any way you want. But at the end of the day, if we're supposed to pick the winners, I don't know how those guys get from negative, let alone to positive. That you you're going to get me over two strokes with the putter. Yep. Because this this as we started out, this is this is a major championship venue. This is a U.S. Yep. Open venue. Like you have to do everything good. This is like a Xander golf course, right? Where you got to you know. All right, stop with the Xander. That's where I'm drawing the line. Stop. Well, just he's he's good in U.S. Opens because he's good at everything. He's not just over the top great. How many one. U.S. Opens has Xander won? I know he's a top ten machine. I get it, right? But Xander, he doesn't have that dog in him to. It's a reference to, point. Okay, right? Got it. Okay. Right, sorry. Uh, we could say it for you know a guy like Brooks. You know, I mean, long off the tee in the fairway. You know, you can pitch the ball, putt the ball, chip the ball. The thing that's you very, you know, like the last thing I'll say about Scotty is that that guy has incredible touch around the greens, and from eight feet he can't hit the hole. It just blows my mind. It would. I know. I know. It's, it's crazy. Game. It's an amazing. Uh, Rory, game. 
for a reference point, positive two and a half strokes gained putting this calendar year. Rory's done it once. No, I'm sorry. He's done it twice. He's done it twice this calendar year. Now, at the Tour Championship where he won, he was positive 6.6 a year ago. But he is putting better, folks. I mean, I, I, you know, there is a lot of positive, I think, with his putting. Now, can he get it to two and a half, three, I think is a valid point that you make. Scotty seems more unlikely. And I think as I, as I talk myself through this, I'm not going to bet either one of them. So let's continue to go down the board. John Rahm, who did win here the last time we saw this, he's at, uh, what is he at? He's at he's at a thousand, right? He's at ten to one. He's at ten to one. Um, yep. And then there's Cantlay. He's at ten to one. And mm. there's Hovlet, sixteen. Shoffley, eighteen. Let's stop there. Let's talk about uh, those four. Um. All right. I'll I'll start with Rom, and then I'll give you the floor with these four. All right. So Rom, not the same player, clearly coming in this year as he was last. The driver concerns me a little with Rom this week. Driver concerns me. I, I just. Doesn't feel like it's all fighting it a little bit right now. That's that's my only that's my only concern. Now, the other aspect of this, and then I'll and then I'll give you the full. The other aspect of this is it's easy to look at last week like a Rom who who didn't look great, and there's and like a Fowler who didn't look great. That was a huge layoff from the Open Championship. We hadn't seen those guys, and so I, I think it's valid to say there was some rust there for a lot of these guys. Uh, and, and so now they got that one behind their belt a little bit. They knew they were going to be here. They wouldn't lose too much position. And so are we willing to kind of, you know, kick past that with Rom and say, no, he's the guy he let's, let's put our money on him. I, you know, the driver kind of looms in my head a little. If I got to pick somebody at 10 to one, I'm taking Patrick Cantley. Okay. And I mean, flat out. When we went into the PGA, we couldn't stop talking about him being the number one driver on the PGA Tour. You know, he was leading strokes gained off the tee. Um, Oak Hill, Memorial, those types of golf courses are going to be great comp courses for this week. Yep. So there's two names in that group you just mentioned that, you know, really uh, it's going to be one of these situations where I'm going to go back and forth and, I don't know, try to figure out a way to, to put both on my card. But Hovland? You know, what Hovland did after the first round I know, with, with his little uh, intervention there with Joe Mayo after the first round, and if he doesn't make double bogey on – I know I know what I'm saying, folks. Yeah. Right? I don't need the court reporter to read it back to me. But if he doesn't make that double bogey, and he's only a couple back from Lucas going into Sunday, right? I mean, Hovland looked – he was really good ball striking-wise. And you're putting – this is a ball striker's golf course. Okay, look at the guys that were here last time. You know, look, look at the the top ten guys, right? Who are we talking about? We're talking about Rom and DJ, right? Let's go back, to, you know, for everybody. Then you have Hideki, yep, right. Then you had Fina, Fitzpatrick, yeah. Brendan Todd, Patrick Cantley, Ben On, Brian Harmon, Rory, right? I mean, the, the, these are. I mean, this is this is an elite ball strikers type golf course, even more so than last week because. Um, you know, I, I think you have to be a little bit more well-rounded than you did last week. And, you know, Patrick Cantley looks as well-rounded as anybody right now. And if there's if there's one event he's comfortable with, no matter where it is, it's the BMW. So I, it's highly likely to me, if we're going to get three in a row, it's going to be Patrick winning three BMWs in a row and not Lucas Glover winning three times in a row. 
Yeah, I agree. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm comfortable starting my card at uh, at Patrick Cantley. The driver is a absolute weapon. Weapon. Uh, he put together just a outstanding round on Sunday. Probably a little bitter taste there in the playoff, driving it in the water. Um. Yeah, Hovland just had that that tough first round. His driver, he, he kind of fought his driver a little bit, I think, in general. But I, I'm willing to, uh, I think, to kind of look past that with Hovland again. Last time we saw Hovland before last week was the Open. Keep in mind, folks, was back in July of, of uh, July 23rd. Yeah, you know, and so I mean, that's a month. And so yeah. now he comes out at uh, St. Jude. He finishes 13th. Really comes roaring back after that bad first round. Yeah, so I'm comfortable this week starting my card at Cantley and Hovland this yeah. week. I think uh, I think that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Xander, of course, you know, has the complete game. I don't think anybody's going to be be surprised to see Xander up there. Um, question is, can he win? And, driver was uh, bad last week. Yeah, the dri- the driver was bad. He's fighting it. He's fighting the driver too a little bit. There's no question about it, and that's where I think you definitely got to give. You definitely got to give the nod to Cantlay and Hovland over over Xander. I think at that point, and of course, you get down to Fleetwood. He's next, and you're oh. gonna bet you're gonna bet Fleetwood to win at twenty two to one. That's that's where we're at with Tommy Fleetwood. You're kidding me. The guy can't close. He can't close. I just, I just can't do it. I just it, it's, it could be any number. You could put him hundred to one, and it just I, I feel bad for the guy. You know, and nothing yeah, would make me happy. Nothing would make me happier if he if he just plays the same way at the Ryder Cup, doesn't close. Oh, you'll you know. know. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you know he'll be an absolute machine at the Ryder Cup. I mean that that's given. He'll make everything, and just be an. He'll shoot sixty five, just whatever, you know, and be an absolute thorn in the side. That's remember Fleetwood and Mo, remember Mollywood. Those two, oh. they made everything, everything. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I feel bad for him too, because everybody's pulling for him. Everybody in this in the United States is pulling for Fleetwood to win one of these things, and he, you know he clearly tightens up. It's nerves. He he doesn't whatever you want to call it. Choking, hard to win. I don't think it's choking. I just I think it's it's it is hard to win. We get that, but it's different. It's different when you become a different person when the moment hits, like it's time to win today. Can you be the same person? And Tommy can't, he can't be that same person that day. Then he's been up to that point. It, you know, I think he gets a little, I think he gets a little uh, soft with his putting. Um, you know, I don't know that, 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 that's the most apparent thing to me. And pretty soon, you know, he's even through 11, on Sunday and all of a sudden he's, you know, three or four back and then, Oh, and then, okay. And then he clips a couple and then, you know, I might win. And then, okay. And then he kind of, so it's just, he's just not comfortable in that situation. He's not the same person on a Sunday late in particularly when he is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, that's that. I'll give you a little story from my history that you could share with your elite tournament students that you work with Travis. I was on the range at Alworth. And uh, this is summer of 2000 and the man's doing his work. Right. So I have a conversation with Tiger and I'm talking about, man, how is it that you like are the you look, you seem like the only guy that doesn't get nervous out there. And he looked me in the eye and he said one thing to me, he said, Keith, all pressure is self-induced. Hmm. Right. There's no, there's nobody else. It's all in your own head. 
And he had figured out a way to tame that beast, at least through periods of his career, better than anybody, right? And at the end of the day, Tommy needs to figure that out for himself. There are other yeah. people at the top of the mountain that figured that out. Now, was it because Scotty won like nine out of every 10 junior events that he that he participated in? You know, like he learned that at an early age. I, I don't know. But like for everybody, it's probably a little bit different. But all pressure is self-induced. And the amount of pressure he's putting on himself to break through and make this this win happen is it's uh, it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. Because you can physically see it, which is oh, you can. Crazy. Oh, you it's can. Crazy. Yeah, you the can. Body you can see it. Mm -hmm. There's no question. It is. And he just can't get out of his own way. And and everybody's pulling for him. And it, it takes a, a different kind of person to be comfortable in that. You know, it's like, uh, you know, when there's an emergency and uh, the fire is that way, you know, and these, these first responders are running towards danger. And that makes them special. And that makes them yeah. heroes. You know, they're running towards into danger where 99% of the people are, are running the other way to get out of danger and yet these people are wired to go save lives and make it happen. Like that's, that's a special person. It's the same thing. And I think in, in winning a golf tournament, um, but not, not, not exactly like that. But, but the point is, is that when you go to win a golf tournament and that moment hits and that day has arrived, a lot of people like Max Homa, who we're going to talk about next, I think embrace it and run to it. They want it, put it on me, embrace it where others shy away like tommy and they don't want to make the mistake and, and they almost kind of want to let it just maybe let it fall to them and hope that it happens where max is going to run to it the man tiger is running to it and saying oh, yeah. no i'm going to make it happen and i'm going to win and put you away it's a special kind of person that runs towards that responsibility and that moment in time to win and there's there's just not a lot of them that have that uh you know, that uh, dog in him. But when you see it, you know. And I, Max has a little bit of it. You know, Max just oh, doesn't yeah. have – Max has obviously a high skill set. But let's just say Max had like Xander's skill set, who I would say Xander's even like a little further beyond Max, you know, from just more complete – Yeah, you know. So what if, what, if, what if Xander had Max as that little dog in him on Sunday? I'm going to put you away. Um, you know, he, he's got it. When he gets in, I think, that's a, I think that's a really good, really good point. I wasn't going to met Max – but I think as we get down here to 25 to one and Morikawa at 28 and Terrell Hatton at 28, huh. um, oh, come on, you know, come on. Homa's Homa, Homa, Homa deserves luck. I, okay. So, I mean, we'd be fools not at some point to discuss a little Ryder cup here. Right. All right. When you start to pick those guys that are going to be on the U S team outside of Jordan, who do you trust the most to get the job done, to be a closer? Between Homa and Morikawa? No, no, no. Outside of Jordan Spieth, of all the names that everyone's mentioning, everyone from Lucas to Scotty to everybody, right? Okay. Who do you trust? Who closes things when they get in the heat? Now, don't get me wrong. You could say. Scotty. <laughs> no. No. He hasn't I mean, closed I all. No. I know, but I know his putter is ailing, but he's so Freaking good tee to green. Um, yeah, but he went. Who would I trust the most right now? Out of those, out of those twelve guys, right? 13, 14 guys, right yeah, on that yeah. list. Okay, come on. You got Wyndham Clark, Patrick Cantley, Brian Harmon, Xander. 
Are you are you leading me to Homa right now? Is that what you're trying to do? Cam you're Young. leading me. You're leading me to Sam back to Homa. Sam Burns <laughs> had every opportunity on on Bermuda Burns. Yeah. To get the job done last week, he couldn't finish top fifty in a field of seventy. Yeah, that was disappointing. Yep. Right. I mean, what what are we doing there? Wyndham Clark was like DFL. These guys are already thinking about the end of September. Come on. Bryce and <laughs> You know? Okay. I mean, all these all you go down the list, man. And again, these are super elite players, but that like where's Finau? When Finau won in Mexico, everybody had him on the team. Yeah. And you said it earlier, and I quote, guys lost. Right? Oh, it's butter. It's terrible. You know, I, I I mean that's the one thing we need to have happen. We can't even get, get JT to like be in the playoffs, like these yeah. guys, like what are we doing? So Max goes to Tory on a golf course that's big, long, and hard, right? It's mm-hmm. a major championship style U.S. Open type golf course, just like this week. And he hits fairways, he plays those long par threes, long irons, little fades in there, does what he needs to do, capitalizes, closes, gets the job done. And I don't want to hear about the California thing all the time. I think Max, a little top 10 at his last major, proved to himself something finally. Got, you know, like with, like we're talking with Tommy. I think Max got a little bit of a, you know, knocked a little weight off his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really feel like when I walk this golf course and you look at the way he played last weekend and the way he played at the Open, I think that there's a guy there that when he gets in the moment, he's been to the bottom of the barrel. And he worked his way back up. He was a world-class college player. He was awesome in college. And then he couldn't make ends meet as a pro. And then all of a sudden he starts winning. And look at the places that he wins. Riviera, Quail Hollow. I mean, this is a big, big monster. Tough golf mm-hmm. course. Torrey Pines. This, is, this place kind of fits him. Yeah. And, would, and I would be very surprised with that closer's mentality if we don't see him as part of the storyline on Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I trust Max Homa in that environment. Um, he played out well the President's Cup. And obviously Xander, I trust. I think Brooks Kepka, you, you trust in there. Um, and, you know, as you start moving down now, I, I think Spieth, I trust. Morikawa, I think in that middle range over... Cameron Young, Keegan Bradley, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas. I mean, then, yeah. I mean, how can you not trust Lucas Glover right now? And I just think that I, – I think you have to. I think the guy's is uh, has has earned it at this point and is playing great golf and has the putter now, has the putter now. Hey, keep in mind last week, folks, he didn't exactly win that with his ball striking. He won that more of the short game and putting when you look at it statistically. So yeah. – he, he's he's very well rounded at this point. All right, let's move on. Speaking of speed, you give him a fighter's chance here, right? If he could, he could yeah. do enough. You know that you know that he can he can get the ball up and down. Uh, when Matsuyama played here in 2020 and finished third, that was his magic. He was positive 6.1 strokes gain around the green. So Matsuyama, Spieth, can they do enough ball striking wise? Probably. Uh, to to be relevant this week because we know those two can scramble with the best of them, get it up and down, save a lot of pars, hang in there, 
can they do enough with the ball striking? I would think those two have a fighter's chance over a Cameron Young, right? you got to take those two over a Cameron Young. Uh, I mean, Spieth was just bad with his irons last week. Off the tee, he was solid. Um, and he's had one of his better iron years, if you go back to where he was in April and May and in June. So I feel like that's that's a tweak, and he's he's back ready to roll. I In that group, I like Spieth. You know, I've been betting Hideki off and on for the last month and a half, and um, he's just right, just kind of hanging out, you know. Um, Glover's and, uh, 40 to 1. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, he was 90 to 1 last week, and now he's like a, a third of that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got his coach coming on uh, probably tomorrow, either Wednesday or Thursday. Jason Bell. Interesting. Okay. And um, a lot of people don't know about Jason, and uh, he's going to come on, and he's going to share. Look at, look at, is that Dave Barnett? Yeah. Hang What's on up? here. Let me get my uh, camera back. There he is. There he goes. What's up, dude? Beautiful man, you, man. You. Yeah, right. DB's here. Yeah. Um, live, live drop-in from Tour Yeah, right. That's right. Great show. Tour Junkies. Go. They do a good job. So – where was Tour I junkies, pardon me. Yes, yeah. Where was I? Gosh, I need. Hold on a second. We need to. We need to take an intermission to get my mindset back. Hey, you. You know who else? You know who else was a. Uh... Waiting for you to play some Kanye. <laughs> uh, that one's not on my. Uh... I wouldn't think so. Ah, shoot! I don't have it on here. Veruca Salt. Remember them? Oh yeah, see yeah, there. They were. They were. Oh yeah, they were a Chicago band. Yeah. Yeah, they got some. They got some. Got some people. The, the band Chicago. That that band. Remember the the band. They all the slow music they used to play. Oh yeah. That, that, that music literally used to make me nauseous when I was young. Like oh, that's like me just, with Steely Dan. I can't take it. Oh. You know, growing up in the Northwest, you know, alternative grunge, and then like I remember like my sister and my mom would play Chicago. I was like, what is this? This is like literally making my brain hurt. Who listens to this? Uh, <laughs> depressed people. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, quick question. Look at my shirt, right? So I, I'm yeah. thinking about this. I, I turned 40. Me. I turned 46 this week, and Ooh. like, there's moments in time where your body and you, know, you feel like you're, you know, man, I'm getting a little bit older and this and that. And so I went out last weekend and I put a shirt on that had like cocktail drinks all over it. And I, at that moment, I'm looking at the mirror and I'm like, oh my goodness, I am officially my dad. I'm officially my dad. Like I'm wearing a shirt that has drinks on it. And, and now I put this on today and, and I'm looking at myself. I'm like, damn, I look f- like 53. I'm going to be wearing like Tommy Bahama faded shirt soon. This is, I mean, I no, no, no disrespect. It's just like those moments in time where you realize you're just not, you know, you're not, you're not 30, you know, you're not 35. You're, yeah closer to 50 we got to pay attention to these things for you i i this is a trend strokes gained wardrobe that i'm going to keep an eye on okay yes please do for sure please do speaking of wardrobe uh lucas glover swamp ass next week i think they need to reconsider uh memphis you know i'm just gonna say all right moving on fowler rust last week just rust are we are we willing to take a little more of a peek this week's had a great year, played terrible last week. No, yes, no. this no. Play- no. no, Russell Henley, yes or no? Uh, more so than Fowler, 
but neither one of them is going to win. So, although Fowler's been, well, you already said he's what, he's the one guy that's worse than Scotty with the putter. You know, that's interesting, right? Because no one ever says a thing about Tom Kim's putting. If you went up to anybody right now in that clubhouse and said, Tom Kim, (laughs) I mean, he's won twice. Don't get me wrong, but but he's got a chance. Great. Like the, the dude's the worst putter in the field. People think of him as a great putter because of that one putt at the President's Cup. I was standing there next to that green, and I was like, man, this guy's clutch. Oh, right. He's the worst putter in the field. He needs the clutch replaced in that car, let me tell you. (laughs) It's not not firing. Is Sung J.M. ready to, like, elevate himself to the next level? He's at 40. I mean, is this – I mean, is Sung J.M. going to win this thing? No. Yeah, that's what I like. Tony Finau, 45 to 1. No chance. Oh, I mean, I I mean, and that, it goes back to the conversation. Like, there's all these guys that are just sitting around, you know, this Ryder Cup conversation. And they like Denny McCarthy. Like, I think I saw on Twitter, like, his name was near a Ryder Cup tweet, and that guy finished last last week. I mean, like, what are we doing? Yeah. He had his worst putting weeks ever of his career. He lost eight and a half strokes game. <laughs> He's the number one putter on the PGA Tour. So, again, Ooh. go back. To, go, Denny McCarthy. Oh, Denny. I'm talking Finau. Finau lost eight oh, and a no. half. Oh, no. But, but, but McCarthy, right? The guy, he, he had his worst four putting rounds of his career. Yeah. And there's only one reason why. All pressure is self-induced. Mm-hmm. He knows he has a chance yep. after two years of grinding to make that team and it just consumed him yeah look at cam young look at sam burns if he doesn't make hole in one we don't even know the guy played that tournament yeah those are valid points those are really valid points those are the things that are happening within the tournament that we've been talking about uh is the Ryder cup discussion which needs to factor into your decision making um yeah, I can't bet Sanjay. I can't bet Tony Finau what I'm seeing with the flat stick, man. He just looks lost. You're telling me he's going to turn that around from positive 8.5 to positive four and win? I don't see it. I mean, in the um, fives, in the fives and sixes, I'm going to go Ben on or Cam Davis. All right, let me let me roll out the names here. Wyndham Clark, 45. Harmon Connors are at 50. Jason Day's 50. Ben on 50. Fitzpatrick Burns at 55. Rose at 60, Cam Davis, 66, Keegan Bradley, 66. So of those names, your two are? I mean, I like on and I like Cam Davis. Yeah. on like was Cam good Davis here in 2020. Yep. Um, on is really good on driver-heavy golf courses where you need a little short game. Hmm. Hello. Have, have I mentioned Olympia Fields North Course, right? And he's playing well. And then, you know, it, Cam Davis is – if you, if you start to shrink a little bit and you go down to, like, the last 16 rounds, you look at ball strikers, Cam Davis is right there in the top five. Yeah, I agree. We talked a lot about Cam Davis last week. Finished sixth yeah. at St. Jude, uh, seventh at the Wyndham, 3M Open. He was 10th. That's three straight top 10s, folks, for Cam Davis. Uh, his driver, no problem. Iron game, I think, is – I could – you know, it's good, not great. Short yeah. game, I think, has been great. And putting has been solid. And so, but I think Cam Davis, as we start looking down the board at an elite field and you want to find an angle 
to bet someone in this range of 66 to one, I think I would, well, I, I know I have sprinkled some money on Cam Davis. I, I've come around on Cam Davis. I really have. I, you know, I, understanding better what happened to him at the beginning of the season um, and, and now how that's played into the rest of the season and where he's at with his game. He's not with his former coach. And I just, I don't know. I, I just, we've been talking about him a lot. And this is not the first time that we've been saying this. I, I, I bet him last week. He didn't get it done, but he was right there. I'm going to go ahead and sprinkle some more on him at 66. I already did. I got him at a better odd already. I mean, talent-wise, in that range, you're looking yeah. for a high ceiling, and he's got yeah. a high ceiling. For sure. Yeah, and he kind of does it all. Like, he does it all. There's no glaring weakness, right? Like, he's... No. All right. He looks so, the part, for sure. He does. he does. He does look the part. All right, let's keep going. I mean, do we give a Keegan Bradley, a Siwoo Kim, Grio, Hostin? Do we give those guys a chance? Sep Strack is at 80. Now we're into the hundreds. Oh, septic tank. Don't even talk. Come <laughs> on. Jeez. I mean, there's another guy. They start talking about him at the Ryder Cup for Europe, Team Europe. He's a lock. He's going to be a killer. You know, the guy's he's great at the John Deere. He's going to shoot like 55. And then he goes to the Open. He's great there. And then what happened to him? Yeah. There's no better player on the PGA Tour on Zoysia Grass. And that guy could, didn't do anything last week. Go look at his record on Zoysia Fairways, man. The guy's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's a quirky thing, but it's unbelievable. He, he would have loved that place last week. I'm not saying he needed to win last week, but he should have been relevant. And yeah. something was going on there. You see, this is Sep, though. Like we, I've said this a couple times this year. He'll be he'll be doing nothing, and then all of a sudden he wins the John Deere, and then he wins. He's second at the Open, and then he misses the cut, and and it probably would have missed a cut if St. Jude would have had a cut. Um, played awful. Yeah, you know, and and even you go back into earlier in his career you would see a run of missed cuts and then all of a sudden he's fifth at the honda um obviously you go back to his win at the honda all right a little bit of form up to that not much he's just he's just up and down you know he's just volatile he's just up and down and but yeah you can't i'm not betting i'm not betting step tracker here no way all right thagala no driver's not good enough (laughs) taylor moore taylor moore (laughs) did taylor moore surprise you a little last week tremendously because i know you've been a huge advocate of his and you bring him up like every week except for the last like two or three because he'd been lost but taylor moore has really been impressive all year and he he may have gotten back there you know i mean there's a guy we talk about this all the time you talk about the progression of the player right there's a guy who he won this year he gets in the top 30. The next, next year, he's in every major. He's in these designated events. Next thing you know, he starts to believe in himself a little bit more. Maybe he wins a designated event. I mean, he was close this past week. He was. And he hadn't shown, he hadn't shown much form. So at the end of the day, I mean, I think he's definitely somebody that I, I don't think he's going to win this week. But I think he's definitely in the future going to be part of a lot of our conversations. Let's just put it that way. I do way. too. He looks the part, right? Like to me, Cam Davis, Taylor Moore, those two guys down this board are the guys for me that look the part. I talk a lot about Taylor Moore, um, and he's a wonderful putter. Taylor Moore is a great putter. Doesn't get enough. He doesn't get enough credit with the flat stick. I think his short game is is solid. Uh, I think where Taylor Moore in the off season just needs to become a little bit better ball striker for him to then elevate to that next level. 
a little better off the tee, which um, he can be very good off the tee, and then he can be very a little bit off the tee. And then I think more than that, just irons. Like, can he elevate himself in the approach game and get to that next level with, with the approach game? And I think if he can, he can make that a little more of his strength. Taylor Moore is going to be a factor because the dude can putt, good athlete. I like him. I, I really do. I, I, I hope this offseason that guy – Gets it. I don't. I think Taylor Moore. I think Taylor Moore will keep it going this thing. I don't. I don't think he'll win, but I think Taylor Moore will continue. Um, Good placement. Yeah, I do. I think I, I would. I'd go top. Top twenty. All right, let's give him a top twenty. Well, it's it's half the field, so yeah. you know there is no other field. There, you know, there's no placements over that. So top fifty. I'll give him a top fifty. <laughs> Anybody else down there that you're uh, Lee Hodges? Um, he's been playing some good golf. Harris English, we know, can, you know, he's uh, he's a guy that he knows how to win. I mean, Eric Cole has to be one of the biggest surprises of the year, doesn't he? 125 to one year. down there in the top 50. I mean, he's got to be the biggest surprise, doesn't he? Uh, Eric Cole, Eric Cole in the top 50. The fact that he is here is a great story. I mean, I love the story where, where was he at Travelers? And he played well there. Then he stops in Pittsburgh. He wins a mini tour event. He takes the whole check. He donates it to charity there in the area. And then he drives from there to the next event. I mean, Love it. who is this guy? I know. It's like, he's he a great he story. Won't and, he uh, won't respond to my DMs, though, to come on the pod. That's the only thing I don't like about him. Oh. So, I, well, it's, it's, it is what it is. Anybody down there you like? Anybody at all? No. No, this is, uh, <laughs> this is, I mean, no. Come on. <laughs> I mean, well, here's the problem. All right. When we get to this, we get to this time of year. This is why, folks, we end up having a little bit of Ryder Cup talk and everything else. It's a limited field event, right? The, mm -hmm. the best players that we are favoring are playing their best. We are we are literally down to, you know, who can handle Ryder Cup pressure. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, who could put this thing away this week? And when it comes down to it, you know, if you if you if you give if we start having conversations about guys like you know, Spieth versus Fleetwood or mm -hmm. Homer versus Hideki, you know, where are we going? Well, we're, we're going to go with the guys that tend to win more. You know, they all, they all have a very similar skill set for this place. I mean, yeah. Homer's not the only one that fades it off the tee. Scotty will do that. Rom will do that. Yep. I mean, they yep. all, they all do at the top. They all, they all hit that power fade, right? So they're all going to love this place, you know, and they, it's going to be a good test. It's going to be, it's going to be a really good test. All right, and, we'll finish uh, this week with uh, Wolf. Look, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. No, no, no. I, no, it's really I, no. I think really good test. I, I totally agree. I, I, I wish I was there because Chicago's a great city. I can only imagine what this place looks like um, in whew. in person. And so I'm excited. I'm, I'm more excited this week than I was last. I'm not too keen. I get it. FedEx is in in Memphis, and I do like TP Southwind a lot. I just, I don't know. I mean, it just doesn't feel big. You know, week one of the playoffs. Let's go to New York. I'm sorry. I, let's go. How are we not? How are we not in New York? I know. Let's go somewhere big, God. Let's, right. guys. Chicago week two. I think this is. I think this is going to really um, check the boxes. All right. So good show. And I'm going to leave you with another little. Uh, here you go. Another little Chicago. Chicago band. There you go. You can't fight this either. Keith Stewart at Read the Line. This will be your tenth win. Oh I yeah, can feel it. 
10th oh, it's coming. Of the year. It's coming. Mad Max, baby. Let's do it. All right, guys. Stripe Show Pod. Back tomorrow.